Hi, winning everyone. Okay, uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, once again, we just want to thank you and praise you for this evening. Thank you, Father God, for this time. And thank you, Father God, that despite things that are going on here and there, everywhere in the world, we still have the freedom to come before your throne of grace to worship you, to praise you, and to lift your name. As we gather here as a big family here to celebrate uh, Easter Sunday and uh, Easter week, I pray, Father God, that uh, as I stand here to, to be a mouthpiece of you, for you, I pray, Father God, that you, you, for your anointing to be upon me. And as I speak, Father God, that you hide me behind that cross, that your name forever be glorified. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, yes, he is risen and we are celebrating that. And when it comes to Easter, I, I can never forget my encounter with him. So I just, uh, as I was told, some of you are not around yesterday night. So I just give a briefing. Uh, okay, I came from a Catholic background, Big Rojak. That's where I got my name, uh, Ignatius, the priest that baptized me. I was born on July 31st, so the priest gave me this name. And many people got a hard time uh, pronouncing my name. And some people asked me, are you from Sabah, Sarawak? I said, no, I'm a pure Chinese. I, that, the only mixture of blood in me is the blood of Christ, nothing else. <laughs> so I, I'm not mixed or what, pure Chinese. Uh, yes, uh, I need can preach and teach in English and BM, a little bit of Tamil, because I spent 10 years in a rehab where the one and only Tamil speaking center in Chermo Ipoh. I can worship at, at least a three, four Tamil songs, but not one Chinese song. So <laughs> and Hokkien, of course, I'm out. I speak Cantonese and Hakka. Mandarin, out. <laughs> if I know Mandarin today, I won't be a pastor. Most of I end up being a monk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, along the way, uh, uh, name, name, uh, I'm a Catholic by name, but uh, hardly know the Word of God. Okay. And in, in the church where I am, the, the priest that baptized me gave me a title, well, uh, whenever I come in for uh, Holy Communion, you know, there comes the most outstanding Catholic. I'm one of those that stand outside the church. The only time you see me in church is Holy Communion, just to show people I'm a Catholic. Even the offering bag around, I won't be inside. I'll go in only during the Holy, Holy Communion. And along the way, of course, uh, I went, uh, went into Buddhism, everything, and messed up my life because I came from a broken family. Never experienced what is a father's love in the family from the young age until my dad passed away. Dad passed away very young, in 1990, when he was just 52. Went to his sleep and told me, night before his birthday on the eve, he said, hey, I'm going to celebrate my birthday. Huh? Four years once his birthday, leap year. I said, I didn't address him as father. I said, hey, old man, you got birthday. Huh? I call him old man. <laughs> anyway, I bought him a shirt and that shirt was a shirt he used it when, he, when they lay him down. Uh, my dad is a gambler, womanizer, drunkard, and most of the time will come back drunk, beating up my, uh, my mom. And uh, I kind of like always uh, have disagreement with him. I remember I stood up and nearly had a fight with him when I was 
14, 15 years old. I told him this, you touch my mom again, I make sure I'm going to break your face. That's how I talked to my dad. And that was the kind of family that I grew up in. And it was there that uh, at the age of four, uh, things was okay, everything, until I reached 13. Went to a secondary school, became a victim of bully in school. Back then, I was very short and thin, uh, one of the shortest in school. And every day, we are forced to pay protection money from our senior. And uh, I thought I was wise enough. I gathered a few group of friends. I said, let's start our own gang and hit them back. We get beaten up worse because we are not prote- a gang that are not being protected. And that was when I started to get a protection. At the age of 13, officially, I became a member of Notorious 08. I thought things was okay. Having a Tylo to protect me, I, 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 I don't have to worry for things and so on. No, that was the stupidest mistake I made. Decision that I make in life. And I end up being a bully in school. I end up being forced to go, by my title, forced to go around collecting uh, protection money. Uh, not, just a, not just my own school, we even collect from girls' school. So if they don't pay, we'll ask other schools and come and disturb and bully them until they come to us for protection money. I'm talking about 1981, 80. Uh, 80. Per month, I have to collect. I collect about thousand five to two thousand for them, and that Tylo don't need to work. And they get back less than ten percent of what they are, what I collected. Uh, it was there. Everything was okay when I reached a following year. When I was fourteen, there was a fight over territory and so on, and uh, that was my first fight. If I don't go for the fight, I end up being beaten by them. So before the fight, we were called to go into a weapon room and I choose my weapon. Being a short guy there, I choose a parang almost my height. <laughs> Thinking that is safe enough to, to protect me. But, but that, am I shivering? Am I, uh, what, what, uh, how, how do I feel? I was shivering, I nearly pee in my pants. Don't get deceived by movie people fighting like hero. Real life don't fight like that. Most gangsters will need hoo when they're in a group. Before the fight, most of us will be shivering. After the fight, all of us also will be shivering. Don't know the person died or not. Don't know whether police coming for us or not. Or don't know whether our enemy recognizes us. Most of us will go through that kind of fear. So I saw some senior down there. Some of them were jabbing. Some of them were drinking. And some of them were popping tablet. So I, I approached this group and asked them, what are you doing? They said, come here kids. I'm going to show you. After taking these few pumps, you're going to be Popeye the Sailor Man. I, that was my first taste of drugs. I took fear puff, fear gone. Suddenly, I, be, I felt that I be, I'm kind of like, wow, I become muscular and taller. That was a, a, a feeling. Uh. So I went for the table talk, everything. I spotted someone my height, and we locked eyes at one another. I strongly believe that was his first fight. So when the charge came, yeah! Instead of my Tylo leading the fight, he, yeah, he went behind, and all of us have to protect him. That is gangster in Malaysia. <laughs> okay, uh, and then uh, during that, that, me and the guy, we charge at one another. And before I can hit him, slash him or what, he actually took a knife and slashed my chest. I had a cut across my chest and the scar still with me. And he ran away after seeing the blood coming out from my body. And I, 
I, I, I, I don't feel any pain back then. So I ran behind him and gave him an axe and throw my parang and went off. And uh, so while everything finished with a fight, I went back. I went and see my Tylo and my Tylo said, Oh, you survived the fight. Now I'm going to promote you, become youth leader. Yeah, long ago, I became a youth leader and controlling almost seven school collections. Increase the money for them. So there was a low and below. I thought I was wise enough only take drugs when there's a fight. But after eight years, fight getting more and more, almost like every day end up because we are expanding our territory. So we will fight here and there for no reason. Or one of the gang members say, Hey, you are just not eat down there. This fellow staring at me, I'm not satisfied. Come, let's go and fight. That's how we fight. For no reason, just because of the stand, we fight. For no reason, we have to go there, we back him up because he's our gang member. And along, after eight years, drugs took full control of my life. And I became a slave for drugs after eight years. And that, that, turn, that robbed me of 21 years of my life. 21 painful life. I forgot to include this yesterday since huh? in that 21 years I survived three deaths. At the age of 15, just three months before my SRP, I had my first overdose of tablet. According to my mom, that was when she knew she knew I was on drugs. She came in, foam was coming out from my mouth. I swallowed almost 20, almost 30 tablets. Either 25, 28, something like that. Foam was coming out. Why do I swallow so much? I don't even know. When I was high, all I know is I keep on popping and popping those tablets in. And inside that bottle, I remember I took back, was 30 tablets. So when my mom found me, she said only two tablets inside, balance of two tablets in the bottle. And for the next few days, my mom had to take care of me. Bought me, uh, bathe me and uh, uh, feed me. I didn't go for, to school for three days. That was my first overdose. The second overdose, again on tablet. I've forgotten how much. Okay? Tablet, we don't pop like that. When back then, we smash everything and put in a straw and we just let go. When we let go, the whole straw will come in. I don't know how many tablets. I went few rounds on that. Being too high on that, I lost count of everything. Second overdose. And the third one, and uh, if they are, they are a bit sensitive to say this, okay? If there are youth or youngster around, please, when I mention this, I'm not encouraging anything. One of the worst and coward decisions to make, okay? When I, I, I share this before and uh, someone approached me, Pastor, I don't think it's appropriate to share that on pulpit. You're encouraging the young one. So I make sure when I share on this, I'm not encouraging anyone. That was a, another stupid mistake I did. In 1993, there was a shortage of drugs all over Malaysia. Most of them on jab died because of shortage of drugs. So they increased anyway in, in cocaine, uh, no, heroin. Part of the uh, uh, chemical for the drugs is red poison. An acid that you use to wash uh, the, the floor, everything. So shortage of drugs, they increased the dosage of red poison. Those on jab, a lot of them died during that year. And even for us, being a, one of the main suppliers in KL, we don't have drugs. For 10 ringgit, drugs can go up to almost 1,000 ringgit. 10 ringgit, one tube went up to 1,000. That was my first uh, field of withdrawal without drugs. 
And I want to explain you why in the 80s, 70s, why so many of them into drugs dare not come out. It's not that we are being scared. It's not that we are being coward. But it's because the pain is just so unbearable. And most of us will fall back. If you have been to a dentist to patch your teeth, the drilling part. Hello? You have been to a dentist? When they drill? Painful not? 20 times, at least 20 times those pain, every part of your joint. It was so painful, I couldn't take it. I felt my, my bones are breaking all over. And I took a knife, slash, and commit suicide. 17 stitches. So if you don't see me raising up my right hand to worship, it's because part of the finger are chachat a bit. So this is how my finger functions. Only these two are functioning. The rest, no. Fingers are the same. This, mine is this level. All same level. Shorter a bit. So, uh, 17, I, nearly, uh, I had 17 stitches. I survived that suicide. And doing that itself in the, in the theatre room, when I remember uh, hearing the doctor say, because when uh, my mom, again my mom found me in the room, so I overheard the doctor say, "Better, ma'am, you better come and see your son. Chances for him to survive is only fifty percent, because too much blood coming out and one of the big veins are gone, and I, they, they have to actually cut some of the veins from my uh, this part of the tendon here to join it back. Okay, so it was during when my mom came in." I was put, lay on the uh, stainless steel table. They on the aircon maximum cold, and then it was lights all over. I remember. And when my mom came in, suddenly I look up. When she called me, I look up. They asked her, "Why you bring so many people come?" My mom said, "What you talking? Only five of us." I saw a big group of people in black robe. I couldn't even see their face walking like that. Could it? Be, could that be the angel of that? I don't know. Anyway, I came out from that theater room. Uh, so they put me into a stabilizer room to stabilize my, my, my temperature, everything, because the, the room was so cold. We wired all over. I woke up, two bodies next to me. I was saying to myself, am I, in, am I in a mortuary or am I dead or am I alive? Then the nurse came, ah, so I bangun ah, ah bye. Then I know, oh, I'm alive. I survived that three days. And that 21 years, yeah, I went up. I achieve what I want. At the age of 21, I have my five-figure account in my own bank. I have my... I, 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 I remember telling one of the things that I do is stealing car. Okay? And what my passion is, fast and furious. Any two-door car, I'm attracted to it. I love sports car. I have my own uh, Toyota Serra, the two-door that go up the wing like that. I went up and I went to rock bottom of everything, towards the end everything. 1997, I decided to leave my gang and my syndicate over some issue. I couldn't agree with them. Syndicate, we make, we make use of everything. Even Panadol, we can create our own. Sorry, I'm not, say, I'm not condemning Panadol. Back then, we create our own Panadol and sell. Did you notice sometimes you eat Panadol, no effect? 
Sorry, Vanny Pharmacy here, don't sue me. Yeah, we did that. Since we have the machine, we just do our own. And uh, cigarette, yeah, we create our own cigarette back then. And we put the label there. So syndicate earn anything about, anything they can make money, they are, they are there. Rest, chain restaurant, they are there, yes. Shark fin, artificial, yes. We make everything, everything. And they are earning uh, money, they are, uh, I mean, on my part itself, we are calculating almost three hundred to 500000 daily. And what else, man? My question with them, why in the world you still want to earn those money? It was during one trip while I was delivering drugs and I was chased by police, actually. And uh, I asked for help. So they channeled me to a bungalow. And when I went in there, I saw beggars lying on the floor. I'm talking about uh, 90s, huh? You want to feed a beggar, give them food, not money. Those money go, goes to them. Especially now beggars that come from overseas. You know things, I don't know about Penang. If you go down PJ, KL, you see them, those acrobats, they can do all that, bending the body, everything. Ah, they are forced to bend their body in order to beg for money. And most of them now are from China. So my argument, why you still need to earn all this money when you're having tons of money out there? I decided to leave them. Knowing so much about them, leaving them, is not an easy, easy choice. I could be killed off. So since I lost everything, 1997, I lost in uh, unit trust, I lost in share, I lost everything. My house was sealed by the bank and so on. Since I lost everything, no harm. I went to the street. I chose to live a life on street for three years. From 97 to 2000, I literally lived a life like beggar on street. Most of the time, I'm either in Chowkit or Taling Street. And there was that time, I, I really tasted what is all life on street, what is all beggar what is all about. There are times I have to go to a table eating what was left behind at the table there, and I eat from there. And there are times... There are times I go without shower for 10 days. <sighs> Hair like Bob Marley, unshaved, everything. Sleep in the market where they sell, where, where they sell the chicken uh, and, uh, and uh, the pork place there. That's where we hide out. And it was in two, then in 2000 to 2004, I spent my next four years, most of the time, in prison. And the last term there, that was there that I encountered God. In that prison, I had one stroke of cane. That one stroke woke me up. I'm not going in there for that stroke. That one stroke is enough to give me that kind of, that, that kind of fear, everything. And in there that I encountered God, and um, someone came and preached a message. Encountered God. Uh, after my jail term, I went to see Malaysian Care for help. And they sent me to a rehab in Chilmo, Ipoh. And I stayed there for 10 full years. Five programs. One program, two years. I stayed there for uh, uh, 10 years. It was there that I, had, I built my, uh, really had an encounter with God in, in the rehab. It was during Easter that I challenged God. Went through, again, I have to go through those of withdrawal, uh, the symptom, the pain of going through without drugs, everything. I lied to them that I'm clean. Actually, I'm not clean. I came out from prison. I took some drugs. After I finished all my money, I went, 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 went to the rehab. 
It was there, water retention, both my leg like elephant leg, I have uh, pain, everything, and then five of the side effects was my back pain because after the cleaning, I had five years of uh, pain in my back there. And of course, uh, the, 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 the other withdrawal symptom is a hallucination, imagination, and so on. There are times I can hear voices from the wall. There are times I can see the fan is dropping on me. And so these are all symptoms that I have to go through. It was there that I challenged God. I said, hey, if you are so real, why don't you come down now? You come down now, you take away my pain. The rest of my life belongs to you. And it was there that God came, touched me. I was pressed to kneel down. The moment my knee touched the ground, tears came out. I was crying like a baby. But there was tears of joy. And that hand reached the bottom of my heart. And there was no turning back. Of course, I, I, I was like Jonah running away, trying to uh, 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 run away from God, from what I promised him. But God often reminded, hey, remember what you have promised me. The rest of your life belongs to me. And this is where I'm giving my life back to God. And as a coming of June here will be my 17 years, completely free from drugs, alcohol, and cigarette. Amen? Meaning, I'm, I'm a very young Christian, only 17 years old. 17 years old. But for me, to be where I am today, every step that every one of you have to take from the day of salvation to where you are now, I have to take at least three to five steps. And this is where my message today. Okay, my message. Can I give the next slide, please? Okay. Okay, today we celebrate this uh, Easter, and uh, I, I, the, the, the scripture that I took from is Galatians 2.20, where it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live is the body I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And today, what you see in me is a 180-degree turn. No one, even I, not even my own family, believe that I'm still alive. See, uh, during my pro, during my first six months in the program, I lost touch with them for many many years. Okay, when my mom passed away, they tried to locate me, couldn't get me, and rumors went round all over even my home, old town, and among my my friends and so on that I, I'm dead. One of our aunties even suggested, why don't we do a double uh, funeral? It was a Buddhist funeral. Why don't we do a double funeral since uh, rumors uh, uh, say that your, your brother is dead? My auntie suggests, and my, my younger sister stood firm said, no, unless I see the body of my brother, or else no funeral for him. I didn't know about that after three years. That was another painful part of my life, something that I the reason I went to rehab is because I wanted to change and I wanted her to know that uh, sorry, 
I wanted her to know that uh, uh, I can change and be the, the good son that he wants me to be. I failed him for so many years until she got fed up. The last I went to see her was on her 60th birthday. Instead of giving her anything, I asked her, why don't you give me that ring? I took the ring from her and immediately I changed with a few packets of drugs and finished it. After that, I didn't see her. And when I got to know about her dad three years later, I was so angry with God and I blamed God. I said, God, why you take away that only hope away from me? For one week, I didn't want to talk to God. I didn't want to do a devotion. I didn't want to pray until God told me one day, Hey, Ignatius, what have you been doing when your mom around? Have you been doing anything? Why blame me? I gave her 60 over years of life. I gave her, I, I, I gave her to you for the past 30 over years. Have you honored her? It was there that I began to let go. I know I cannot change anything in the past, but I can change my future. And here, I want to say to every one of you, I make a big, big blunder mistake in my life. My prayer that none of you make that mistake. And for that, thank God that God gave me a wife, a wife that have the same uh, 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 mission on what we are doing, uh, aligned with, we, we have the compassion of going to Old Fox, uh, orphanage and so on. We spent time, in, in fact, in one of the Chinese years, uh, we decided after visiting everything, let's spend some time in some Old Fox home. While they are around, honor them. At the old folks' home, my, my, my wife was saying, Get them Kentucky. What's the point of getting them Kentucky? Most of them are without it. <laughs> they don't want Kentucky. I felt bad when some of them giving me Ampau. I said, No, I'm not here to receive Ampau. I'm here to bless you all. We spent uh, almost a full day there and we hear them. That itself is joy to them more than any, anything can buy in the world. You can have all the money, but you cannot buy that joy in them. I may not have the opportunity to honour my mom, but I have the opportunity to honour those that are in old folks. And parents seated here, kids are learning from us. Later I'll show you, because when God showed me a lot of things, I asked God, why are you showing me all this? I cannot do much to help. Why are you showing me all the things that are going on in the society? What can, you, what can I do and what you want me to do? God said to me, I want you to be a, a, a spokesman for me. What you see, I raise up platform for you. And the platform that I raise up for you is a platform you want to speak to my people, which is every one of you. Amen? You start sending your... Old folks to old folks home. Be prepared, your kids will repeat that. You can't spend time with your parents. Expect your kids to spend time with you. I'm not saying without any uh, 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 proof, proof with me. Because God leading me back to the kids, to the children. I deal with a lot of broken children because 
I come with a broken, from a broken family, I can just link, connect with them easily. And this is where they pour out to me. And as, as I pick on this verse, Galatians 2.20, he said, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. If today I were to live in my own body, I wouldn't even choose to stand here. I wouldn't even choose to be a pastor. Now that I'm here, I'm okay. I could have earned more money than serving God. I could have just choose that way, which was my earlier intention. That's why I'm like Jonah trying to run. God said, don't. You make a promise, you honour them. Every step that you take, I need to take three to five steps to be where I am today. I have to be very careful. You know, being in a gangster, ten words you say, only three words can be heard. I want to eat the rest of seven words. You try to imagine what is it. And today I have to go turn the other way. And, turn. and I, when some of the school I move in, actually I come, came across my classmate and schoolmate, uh, children there. When they heard, what? You become the discipline master here. You are the worst rascal in school. Now you become discipline master. I say, yeah, I'm a master in all the tricks, so make sure your kids don't come with me and any tricks. And this is where God leading me, God showing me. Let's go to the first one. First point I want to say, life crucified in Christ. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should, uh, we should no longer be slaves to sin. Okay, from the words uh, uh, in, taken from Romans 2, to, uh, 6, chapter, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 6, where it says, when life crucified in Christ, okay, today I have to bury my old man. I have buried my old self. Of course, the other side of me fighting, I want this, I want that, now I'm recover. I could build everything. Anyway, I'm a fighter, I'm a, very, a person that with high ambition back then. Before, before my, my dad went bankrupt, okay, we, we, we had a bungalow uh, with the whole family, comfortable everything. Why I hated him so much? Because of his gambling habit, we lost the whole thing. That the six of us in the family have to squeeze in one room. Living in a bungalow, having own room, we have to squeeze every one of us in one room. Instead of one room for everyone. And I wanted to fight back. I want to have that admission. I always find shortcut to earn that back. Yeah, I made it. But my mom told me, take all this money away. She know I'm selling drugs, selling drugs. Involved in all the illegal things, along business and so on. The only thing that I don't do is prostitution. And in KL, drug addict and uh, PIM always have war with one another. We can never look, eye to one, uh, look at one another. We always fight with one another over who is right, who is wrong. That was the only thing that I don't involve. Other than that, yeah, name it. So, to be where I am today, to bury that old man, is not an easy thing. Coming out, I, and when I was in the rehab, I came to know the Lord in the Bible, coming out from drug addiction, sub sub sui. And to everyone, yo, in drugs, very hard to come out. Nothing, sub sub sui. But coming out from the old man, the sin in me, oh, yo, that one. 
I don't know about you, but I find that is much harder to even overcome my drug addiction. And every day before coming up to the house, I have to say a simple prayer. Blood of Christ, cover me from head to toe as I walk out. Every day I'm battling. People ask me, Pastor, are you fully healed? I said, no, I'm still on the, road of, on the road of recovery. What are you talking about? You're getting me confused. You say 17 years? Yes. The only time, the only time that I'm fully healed is when i inside the graveyard. I'm not fully. Every day I'm battling it. I have a senior that are ahead of me after 20 years, still backslided and now on street. Hard pain to see that. All because one tsunami in the family and he turned back to drugs. Every day is a battle. And, and like my pastor in the rehab will say, when we, we, we take the drugs every day with the smoke everything, uh, we call it chase a dragon. Am I right? Huh? In, the, in the Bible, dragon is what? Serpent. Every day we are worshipping the dragon. You think the dragon will let me go? Like this? No. And now I'm going to their territory to set people free. Lagi teruk. You think the enemy will let me go? You go alone. Never mind. Lah. Why you catch on me? Yeah, I'm going in to territory. I'm going in to places where they push drugs. I'm going in there and share. I don't know whether you all heard about Portwell. Portwell, anytime you walk in, back then you have to cross. I heard there's a bridge now. Back then you have to cross there by a boat. You pay 20 cents. No one ever stepped in. We and the Vineyard family, we went in there. And it's, it's a dangerous place. One of the places most of the drugs will come in from there, controlled by a fisherman. You can be gunned down if you go there. And you see them like cowboy, the drugs are in straw, they walk around like with straw, everything. How much you want, they pull out like that, they cut the, the drugs to you. We pray about it. Someone gave us the, 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 the uh, uh, jalan to go there. So we pray about it. After one year, we went there. We went there, we were surrounded by people. And lo and behold, I don't know, when God sent that angel in a form of a girl, suddenly someone shouted from, Hey, tunggu, tunggu, don't make noise. Tunggu, kasih chan sama dong. And today, whenever we walk into Portwell, people from far will shout, Oh, those Yesu Chai coming, Yesu Chai coming. We feed them mostly 60 to 80, uh, 70% are Malay. We feed them, we are going into territory and sometimes we get call. I get call from pusher. Pastor, I heard you are doing rehab now. Huh? You can take this guy in. Huh? And I jokingly, I tell you, when I take him in, you know business already. Hey, uh, you, you take him, don't take him also, no business. The flood pokai already. <laughs> and in these years of uh, doing this ministry, I got to push her out of business, not just addicts. Of course, they are still into illegal business and so on. And they told me, now I'm no more doing drugs. Don't come and disturb me. Because every day I meet them, both also got two loving, one, uh, they got a loving daughter each. La. One is uh, 10 years old, one is 12. So every time I meet them, I always play psychology with them. I know them back then. Then I said, hey, you sell this drug. Huh? What if the drugs come back to your daughter? Ayya, I'm the Tylo. My machai won't sell to my daughter. You think I'm going to chop them off. La. I said, no, your machai don't sell to your daughter. 
you sell to A, A sell to B, B sell to C, D, E, F, G. G, don't know who's your daughter. Sell back to your daughter. Lah. Every time I go there, I talk there. And every time they hear this, they get nightmare. So sometimes I, they know from far that I'm coming, they run, be, be running away. Ayo, that idiot come, I get nightmare, I cannot sleep. Lah. Until I got them, both of them stopped selling drugs, but they are into other illegal business, which I cannot do. And they don't ask me to go to church. Huh? I said, no, 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 I didn't ask you to go to church, as long as you stop doing drugs. Anyway, this is where I'm fighting that to, to, to bury my old man every day. Is it easy? No. It's a journey to be where I am today. And I'm journeying people huh, coming out of it. Not easy. And uh, actually, there are some of my students always tell me, Pastor, we look up to you. Make sure you don't collapse. You collapse, a lot of us will collapse. I say, hey, hey, hey don't look up to me. Look up at Jesus. I have students there that really come up in life. There are people that pick up on street that are now doing well in life. Some of them are back into uh, running own business, everything. Of course, many of them choose not to be uh, 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 recognized in public. They'll say, Pastor, you see me in public, don't say we are from centre. Don't say I'm your student. Some of them say, Pastor, if I see you, say, say we are good friends. Because, because oh, uh, anyway, people meeting me normally are, uh, are drug cases. I said, you can meet me for other things. By the way, don't be surprised if you see me in KL with a slipper, shorts and a sling bag. Actually, yesterday I met some youth uh, with the shorts also. Oh, God, I couldn't recognize it. You'll be surprised seeing me. That's how I dress up. With the shorts and slipper, just walk around. Because the nature of my work is such. If I dress up like that, they'll run away. <laughs> and one of that, one of the strongest testimony was this beggar. I sat down. That was during my one year without salary. God exposed me to all these things. I sat down with him. I said, Brother, you're hungry. Better eat. As he was eating, tears coming out. Then halfway he said, Brother, you must be a Christian. I said, What makes you say that? I cannot be a Buddhist man. I'm Chinese. Cannot be. Only Christians do that. No cross. No Bible. No, nothing. Simple message. Brother, you are hungry. You need to eat. Just a simple message. If we Christians say, I, yo, I don't know how to minister. Lah. Come on. You need the wisdom of God. to Just a simple message. Feed them their need. Then the rest, their question, what made you do that to me? What made you do that? And today, being a selfish person, yeah, I don't admit, I'm a very selfish person. Right? Hey, you die, never mind, I don't die. You're in the world. Huh? Hey, you're in gangster region, you don't know. Like, everyone waiting for you to die. You don't die, I don't sit the place. I'm a lone ranger out there, I don't make so much. And today, for me to do it, and moreover, being a alone, we calculate everything. <laughs> no, long. No benefit, who want to do? But today, I'm doing things the other way. Sometimes I look at the mirror and say, is that me? Yo, God, why you transform me until like that? <laughs> I used to tell people how to rob, how to cheat, how to steal. I said, no, okay, now three of you take the bike. I hit the car, then I talk to the floor. You go there and grab everything and go. Huh? But today I'm standing in puppy telling people the other way around. <laughs> so what you see today 
It's not the old man in me. And every day, just like Romans 6, 6, say every day we have to crucify that. And beside that, sin. Am I clear from sin? No, every day is a better. There are times I was so tired, I was thinking there are times there are cases that come, I, I try to ignore. No. I ask God, for three th- few things that I ask from God, when God put me in, uh, re, uh, to be a training staff in Chemo Ipo, there about, back then, about 130 of us, one of the biggest centers in uh, Malaysia. We have 10 acre land. Someone blesses with that. We have a football field. And majority of them are Tamil-speaking. Only less than 10 of us with the staff are Chinese-speaking. English-Chinese-speaking, brother. So for me to be a staff there, it's a tough time. I say, God, you don't give me the wisdom of Solomon. Better remove me from here. First thing, culture. Second thing, language. Of course, when I say wisdom of Solomon, I'm not asking for a thousand wives. I'm asking <laughs> one wife or so. <laughs> anyway, oh, my wife here. <laughs> and that was what I asked. God, grant me that wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, I pick up their culture, I pick up their language, and today I minister to majority Tamil speaking. I pick up language from there. I don't know why God don't allow me Mandarin. So I say, perhaps God, uh, I mean, I try to learn, but I don't know. I pick up Tamil much easier. Not to say easy, because back then we have worship day and night. So we have a uh, uh, few Tamil songs, few English songs. So every, the Bible says what? Faith comes from? Hearing. Can sing Tamil song, but cannot sing Chinese song. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is where every day I have to crucify myself and make sure I have to watch my step. And people are watching. People are watching. Especially being in the front line. Just like yesterday when I saw the group, you, they could have kept quiet. I could, any wrong step, eh, isn't that pastor doing? So it's not, it's not that I, 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 I buried this old man not to show people because I'm in the front line. No, but because I want to be a testimony for him. The same thing, it should go to every one of us. As I say, I'm still a new Christian, 17 years old. I learned, I learned every step that you think I need to take three to five steps ahead. I need to, I need to come to, to, to be where I am today. Every day, I need to do that to bury my old man in me. Move on to the next one. A life in, in which Christ lives in me. In John chapter 14, verse 21, it says, Whoever has my command and keep them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will always be loved by the, my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Let me lead you back to baptism. After baptism, all of us are on fire. I want to read the Bible. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, do, I want to come to church every day, every Sunday. Let's do some calculation here. You know, being Chinese, we like to do calculation. Let's do some figure. One year, we only get 252 Sunday. Am I right? Let's give ourselves a, a, a checkpoint. Oh, 52 Sunday. How many times I skip per year? Oh, 365 days. God said, hey, 52 days, you come and worship me. Is that too much for God to ask from you? 
command. And let's add in another 52. 52 is for Sunday. The other 52 is for prayer. Is that too hard? You come for a church altar. Then you come together and fellowship. Another 52, 104. Is that too much? One third gone. You still have your two third, ma? But the one third, God didn't say you spend the whole day. Whoever loves my command and keep them is the one who loves me. But that doesn't mean you fear you doesn't love him. The best thing about the cross is every day we can come back. We are not God that we are perfect. God knows all our weaknesses. God knows it even before we speak, before we give excuse, before we do anything, God knows it. But best thing, God still gives chance, let's come back, let's come back. Okay, move on to the next one. A life living by faith in Christ. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purify us from all sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. This is where you need a corporate altar here. All of us, do you have your personal altar with God? After watching the... Oh, what room? Huh? Prayer room. Cool. War room, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, me and my wife decided uh, the third room, we, we leave it as a war room. Exactly what they do. My wife will go in, I'll go in, okay? That's our personal altar. When you come to a church corporate, this is a church altar. But do you know, as God showed me to the world, to everything, to the generation, to the next leadership generation, you know what missing from all of us? The family altar. One year I went without salary. And that year nearly cost me my marriage, not because of finance, but because of time spent with my wife. Into the second year of marriage, we nearly had a, 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 a tsunami in our marriage. It was so dangerous. Part of it is because my, my blame also. I was into Candy Crush. Later, did I know, coming out from drug addiction, so strong. The enemy pull you into every day. One game lead me to six games. And that six game, I remember I can play for 24 hours non-stop. The, game, the life keep coming back. Are we walking in the light? Today, Christian faith is so narrowed down, so thin. The whole world is watching. We complain so much of our big cousin there. What about us? People want to see transformation. Do we carry the light of Christ out there? Do we carry the, 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 the ark of God out there? Do we, do we, do we uh, present ourselves that we are a Christian when we are in a market, in a workplace? In where we are, we are supposed to be a light out there. I'm bold enough today, I have nothing to fear. 
The only fear I got is I failed my duty to be called to serve Him. That was my biggest fear. Nothing else that I fear. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Let me give you a song before I continue. Can I have the first video, please? Jesus climbs the hill to the garden still. His steps were heavy and slow. Love and a prayer took him there to the place only he could go. In the Bible, in the book of Matthew 19:14, where it says, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not, do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as this. Isn't, isn't the little girl lovely? Remember, I was telling you that God, when I asked God, Why are you showing me all the ugly things out there? I'm not saying the, the, the church is not important, it's important. But things that are going on outside the four walls in our comfort zone is also important to us. And when God showed me this, God, I, when I asked God, God said, I'm going to raise up a platform for you. In every platform, I want you to speak. I want, 
I want my people to hear what is going on out there. And these are the things you don't find it much on, on news, especially now. I mean, anything that happened, we find a lot of warrior in a, in, in living in our society. Warrior not fight for anything. Warrior on keyboard. You know, keyboard warrior. Anything. They, they can just comment this and that. But when it comes to doing, nothing doing. Some can be real good in critique. Some can even fight back, can be lawyer, but nothing doing. But what I'm going to share with you here is I'm going to bring you a message of what God showed me. Okay? Today we celebrate the, our, our risen God. Okay? But do you know many more are perishing out there? I, 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 I cried to accept. I said, God, what do you want me to do? God said, I didn't send you out to be a God. I cannot change things that are happening out there, but I can start changing from where God's people is. We need to change from our inner court here. We need to change things here. If you think by coming to a service, you're a Christian, hey, a Christian is more than that service. I need to mention 252, uh, two, uh, uh, 52 two times, but God expects more than that. And that 52 days of a, 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 a Sunday service, 52 days of a, a prayer, that also we pray. What more? If God were to ask you, I want more of that, can you, can you be the one giving in? Give me the next slide. This happened in 2015. Back then, Zaid Hamidi was a prime, uh, deputy prime minister. March 2015, the first youngest case in Malaysia, seven years old on drugs. I remember seven years old. I didn't complete my kindergarten. Four months into kindergarten, I got expelled. Four months, get sacked out from school. Why? I hit someone until bleeding, so they kicked me out of the school. Four months. So I didn't finish everything. Then when I was in standard one, I couldn't pick up alphabet. By the end of standard one, I, I, I still cannot memorize after E is what? I need to memorize A to five. Uh, uh, A to E, sorry. Five letters. I'm a slow learner back then. I need to remember A, B, C, D, E. After E is what? I couldn't remember. So when I was in standard two, I was being called the stupidest boy in class. That was how I was branded. But by end of sec year two, standard two, the last, last exam, I became the top in class and top in school. But after that, I flung everything. Why? I expect my dad to come and uh, 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 to see me getting that. He promised me and he didn't turn up. After that, I didn't want to score number one in school. I said, what's the point of scoring when he has no time for me? Anyway, back to this. A kid at the age of seven, back then I don't even know, can't even memorize A to Z. What is this kid doing on drugs? And last year, when I had a meeting with uh, Dato Hamid before he retired, the ADK head, he told me, I asked him, Dato, has the number, what have you all been doing with the case of the seven-year-old case? Have that things been settled? He said, no. Wong, 2018, we have 10 more cases coming in. Seven years old. Give me the next slide. 
this was uh, uh, sorry, Dato Halim. This was Dato. I had a meeting with him before he retired, and then I asked him, "Can you tell me the figure of a, a, a student that are positive on drugs?" So before he retired, he did a very wise move. Every time he want to go, 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 go and do a urine test, ah. Uh, every time go, tak jadi, zero, nothing. School will prepare government school, so they they try to protect their name and so on. So these are the things that are going on in the pre pre previous government. Okay? So they cover everything because school reputation is involved. So randomly, he picked schools that have uh, a discipline problem, gangsterism problem, and drugs problem. Randomly, I'm talking about randomly, uh, the whole nature. He didn't tell me how many schools. He said, we pick up 1,829 students below the year 12 positive on drugs. Isn't that scary? Hello. That means kids before the age of 12 positive on drugs, what future we have for our next generation? And next one, Penang has always been a Tylo for drugs for many, many years. But of late, the, 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 the channel swing from now north to south, uh, not, uh, uh, south to north. During, I don't know whether you all heard about the news, this guy was in the Simpang Rigam detention. He can channel half a ton of drugs to Penang. But that, that, that trailer was caught in Ipoh and they, 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 they were caught and the government took, took, took the whole thing, confiscated it. Why in detention he can channel half a ton of drugs to Penang? And this is a report last year, March again. 3,000 new addicts detected in Penang each year. Divide 3,000 with 365, meaning 8 to 10 new cases every day in Penang. That is only those are caught. What about those not caught? And here today, I journey with a lot of people that are not being caught yet. So, besides running the rehab, I journey with people that are not in my centre, so I do a one-to-one -one counselling. I travel up to Sramban to meet up my cases. Some of them, uh, of course, to my wife's hometown, Kampa. I meet with them. They don't want to come in. And this is where I want to raise a concern because these are all Today, we, I mean, these are all the future generation. Will it affect our kids? Will it, will it affect uh, 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 the next generation coming in? When, when, when uh, cocaine and uh, heroin came in the market in the 60s, 70s, during the hippies' time, a, a generation of youth just died off like that. And today, we are so high-tech in technology, everything. Are we moving forward? Hello. Are we moving forward? To be exact, more youth are dying today compared to the 60s and 70s. That means more youth are into drugs now. Not just happening in Malaysia. I was in uh, uh, Myanmar, Yangon there, during an Isaac conference. It's time for international substance abuse and collusion. So people from all over the world doing drug ministry, we have a meeting there. Most of them are running rehab and doing counselling but no one doing awareness prevention. Drug awareness prevention, it was a, a vision that God gave me in 2010 while I was doing my devotion in Bible college. It was a very clear, it's like a projector keep coming. Drug awareness prevention, drug awareness prevention. When I seek God, I ask God, what do you want me to do? And God told me this, we don't need any more rehab in Malaysia to increase, meaning more rehab, meaning more drug addict. 
Back then, I was still blur. 2,000 times, what to do? No resources. You can, you can Google, you can find everything. You cannot find any resources about drug awareness prevention. I've been doing my research for the past almost 10 years. In fact, in, in my early days, my wife was asking me, are you married to me or married to a computer? Because I spent most of my time doing research and so on. I said, uh, and, and today when I come up with all this, everywhere that I go, I always leave my material behind. I won't take it back. I need to come out from that typical thinking of a, no, Chinese, huh? Wow, I got 10 tricks. I teach you nine. So you won't, you won't lawan balik tauke, right? Or if I give you everything, next time you don't call me lah. Call me, don't call me, never mind. Please, everything that I leave behind, help me to pass it on. If one of you can help me to pass on to three, we're going to multiply the master here by three. If anything happened to me, touch wood, huh? say I go back, God say, hey, time for you, come back. If I keep everything with me, that thing will go inside the grave. And what's the point of spending years of research into it? So, back to where we are now. So many youth are dying. What are we doing? Give me the next one. Say the first one. If you kill a pre-born turtle, 100,000 fine or one year in prison. If you kill a pre-born eagle, 250,000 fine and two years in prison. If you kill a pre-born human, zero penalties. Kill a baby, no. Is there something wrong in our society? A baby kill a turtle, eager is illegal. Killing a baby is not illegal. Give me the next one. And this is what really gripped my heart. For three years, me and my wife, we are praying every day, God, are we entitled for a child? And both of us are struggling. Say, struggling in terms of, God didn't say yes, didn't God say that? No. God was quiet. So we try our method, everything, try to see doctor. In the end, we pray again. God didn't say anything. So are we going to go, anyway, give or don't give? Me and my wife say, it's okay. After all, we have so many spiritual, spiritual child with us. But whenever we see a notice, we see a news like that, it grieves our heart. We, so hard we are trying to have a child and then people, in 2018, 42 million child baby are killed. Divided, that means the population in Malaysia, how much? 31. The whole nation of Malaysia wiped off within a year. Divide that into 365, that means 120,000 babies are being killed every day. What are we going to do about it? What are, 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 is church going to be silent about it? Are we going to be a voice out there? We say, our God is risen. Look at this baby, before they even can see what is light, what is, what is the sun and moon, there it said, the daddy mommy said, off you go. Off the switch. Are we going to be quiet? Are we going to say nothing or pretend? We don't know. Subang Jaya is an area where I involve a, a lot there. My first church, the first church I served is there. Until today, my heart is still with Subang Jaya. Subang Jaya 
we have about 1.8 to 2 million of population just within Subang Jaya Sunway. And we have the most churches in, in Subang in the whole of Malaysia, 149. And sad to say, Subang Jaya holds the highest record for abortion and suicide. This is where Love Subang Pastor Fellowship, we come together. Regardless of denomination, we break every wall of denomination. I don't care. We come in, we sit down, and we talk. And today, uh, uh, this Saturday, I'll be meeting up with uh, YB Michelle, she, the one she, uh, she took over from my YB uh, NIO, with, uh, uh, doing the, I'm going to sit down, we're going to sit down and brainstorm and going to discuss what are we going to do with the kids, 14-year-old kids selling body on the, uh, standing on the street selling body. They may not be Christian, but are we going to keep quiet? I personally volunteer, and uh, YB Michelle told me, Pastor, when you come in, you cannot, we cannot give you any title. I said, sorry, I'm not there for title. Just call me Mr. Wong. Don't even call me by anything. Just call me by Mr. Wong. Who needs a title? I told my wife the same thing. When I... When I leave, uh, don't give me any title. Just give me this title. If I can get that title, I'm considered I'm honored enough. Faithful servant, enough. Nothing else. Just a simple title, faithful servant. So we're going to sit down and brainstorm what are we going to do with this issue of abortion. Okay? In Psalms 139, verse 13 to 18, we say, For you are created, uh, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them? Were, it, were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I, when I wake, I'm still with you. And this is where, see, in that itself, in the, in the, in the, in the Psalms 139 written, how beautiful. Psalmists were worshipping, telling God how wonderful it makes. My challenging question today, we are going to celebrate our risen Lord tomorrow. But are we going to be quiet with all this? This 42 million last year, all time the highest, starts far highest. Is it going to repeat? 42 million is those registered. What about not registered? I move into college and uni. Today, they don't even need to go for abortion. They need to pop a tablet, a capsule. I don't have the name there. I'm still waiting for my uh, uh, report from a doctor. It came out in uh, 999 news. It started with 100 ringgit, and today it went up to 350. That tablet can cause the fetus to rot and come out by itself. But chances, 
the person to have a baby in future very, very slim. God destroy the womb. Today, generations are moving into that. Where there are college and uni syndicate are fighting over territory. I can give you, I, I'm not frightening. This is where I want to prepare one of you. It's okay to send your kids overseas. It's okay to send your kids here and there. But are you preparing them for a journey there? And this is where God, promised, God said, I'm going to raise up a platform for you and you're going to, be, you're going to speak on behalf of me. Today, we, we, we celebrate this uh, uh, Easter Sunday. Are we going to be quiet with those that have been killed off? 42 million last year. Are we going to allow that figure to come back again? Or, or any, any, anyone to, to, to even, to even uh, 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 come here into committing that? If you come across any unwed mother, do give me a call. Or maybe you can go through your pastor. I can, rec- I can recommend there's two homes. One is called Iringan Kase, which is uh, set up by uh, Love Subang Pastor Fellowship. The other one is my, from my church, Birthright. We provide them a shelter, a place. If they want to keep the baby, by all means they can keep. If they don't want, we find them uh, uh, adopted parents. But no selling, no buying involved. No transaction there involved. Okay? Let's move on to the next one. Yes, can I? It's a video. Can, can you play that video for me? Look at the amount of drugs there. I, I just downloaded this uh, just to show you the amount. Okay. This happened last year. One million tablet. Where does the go- drug go? Have you heard of our government destroying it? I'm not going to comment. But where are the drugs? One million. And this is one of the famous among the youngsters, among the youth today, even the elderly people. When I was in Kampa many years ago, uh, grandfa- uh, no, my, my father-in-law have a coffee shop. They come in, drink chai giving pamphlet. Behind, two tablets were stapled there. Come, come to our karaoke. And these two tablets is free. Taste it and see. It's a good sweet. They call it sweet. They say, very good sweet. And some of the uh, senior citizens there are really addicted. So when I talk to them and ask them, hey, uh, who cares? During my young days, uh, we don't have this. After all, I need a few more years. 
Imagine seeing people in the 60s, 70s. Oh. I don't know about karaoke in Penang, but I'm going to give you some revelation of karaoke in KL. Don't be surprised if you find me in a pub or karaoke. There are times I need to go and expose myself, but I know I'm protected. Blood of Christ cover me. I have my wife's permission. I have a group of friends there watching over me. Out of curiosity, because I heard a lot of things about karaoke, I haven't come across it. So I one day I asked permission, my friend, I said, can I come and visit? He said, come. And that was a family karaoke. So when I went in there, uh, he booked a room with some of his friends. They were drinking, so I just had a, I said, give me, give me something light. They said, the lightest is beer. So I said, man, anything lighter? No lighter than that. So I said, it's okay, just give me a beer and you all can have it. Then, out of my crazy, the two, there are three rooms there. So left, right, they're having those, you know, today, young, youngster here, those techno music, those techno music. So out of crazy, I said, wow, youngster so chunky. Huh? They got the stamina to sing this kind of song. Ask them, can I have a look? So I went there, I paid, but the terms and conditions, no snapping picture, please. So I said, okay, fair enough. I leave my phone. I just go there and look. I went there, and Kauke today is a private drug party. You pay for it. You get your supply from the, the, the place. You're undercover. You get supply from outside. Walk out. There are people after you. So I went there. I saw some as young as uh, 14, 15, girls and boys or men, Tablet powder on the table, and most of them are holding the table. And the music was to the max. Both sides. Then I came back and asked my friend, So is that what Kauke is all about? But this is supposed to be a family Kauke. He asked me a good question How many children go with parents go Kauke? So, but this is a family concept. Hiya, we also want to eat, ma. He got a point. So this is what Kauke is all about. I need to expose, I need you all to know these are the things that are going on out there. So are we aware? Again, I'm not sure about Penang, but this is happening in KL. Again, I'm not there fighting a battle. I'm not there to expose and tell the police uh, who is doing drunk this and that. Though I get offered and I shut them out, I said, that's not my duty. I'm, I, told, I told the policeman before, the drug pusher kill me, actually policeman will kill me first. I told him straight, I said, your people will kill me first before the drug pusher kill me. I said, that's not my duty, that's your duty. I'm there to create awareness prevention. Again, when I ask God, what you want me to do with create uh, awareness prevention, and then I don't offend these people out there. And then God showed me, you know what? Food. Know what food God showed me? Shark fin. Do you know shark fin education has been going on before about 15, 20 years before the mass media was so strong now? Do you know? Are you aware people have been creating don't, 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 uh, don't uh, drink the shark fin soap, you're killing that? Do you know people are doing that? And because now it's being exposed to mass media, everybody, most of the Sinche uh, uh, shop, they stopped selling that. Even my wedding, no shark fin soap, no one making noise. Most of the Chinese say no to it. Am I right? So the same 
education I'm bringing to the people out there. I'm not here to fight with the, 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 the push and everything. I'm here to, to tell them, see, if all of us say no, then who are they? Who, who want to supply? I'm not killing off the supplier. You can kill any supplier. You kill 10, 20 come in. You kill 20, 40, you come in. I'm there to kill the demand, which is you and me. If we say no to drugs, who in the world want to supply? Who in the world want to produce? Give me the next one. Jumlah kesemua kategori lelaki dan perempuan yang terlibat ialah 109,838 orang. 109,838 orang. Sebahagian besarnya adalah remaja dan belia. Remaja di sini dikatakan 3,043. Belia saja 80,548 yang dewasa 29,197 orang. Dalam ikut kategori bangsa Melayu, 80,6%. Yang menjadi pelagai dadah daripada keseluruhan ini Melayu, 80,6% iaitu 88,522. Kemudian Cina, 7,883, 7,2%. India 7,689 iaitu 7% lain-lain uh, 757 uh, untuk di Sabah peribumi 4,274 dan di Sarawak 713 100 over 1,000 of drug addict detected last year and if you ask me the actual amount you can times it to or three times. As I said, there are a lot of them still not caught. Isn't that scary? Uh, I went back, tried to, out of curiosity, I went in, download, I got it from my FMT here. And uh, this is where, just to let you all know, okay? Uh, uh, things are going on out there, okay? That are we aware? The future leader and generation will take over the leadership here will be our youth. Are we going to invest time on them? Are we going to be a voice to tell and to educate? And let me uh, continue with this. You see, uh, you see heroin I see low esteem, those are on heroin. You see cocaine, I see fear. You see alcohol, I see social anxiety. You see track marks, I see depression. Track mark, you know track mark? The youth now are into cutting themselves. Track mark. You see junkie, I see someone's son. You see a prostitute, I see someone's daughter caught in addiction. You see self-centeredness, I see the disease. You see a pillhead, I see over-prescribing prescribing of opiates. I also journey with a group, many other spots, and those having insomnia. 
they are victims of prescription drug user. And who is making money from them? Doctor. I journey and counsel with this group, which they don't want to come, um, because they, don't, they, they are not in my centre, so I'm doing a one-to-one -one counselling, make sure they are off the track. Painkiller can be addicted, same as sleeping tablet. Okay, move on. You see someone unwilling to change, I see someone haven't connected with them yet. You see denier, I see someone hurting. You see someone nodding out, nodding out, I see God showing us they need help. You see the end, I see the beginning. You see a dope friend, I see a future success story. You see them, I see me. Amen. This is my ministry, and this is where I'm there, touch, touch life, and to bring hope. And of late, the, 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 the prison door has been opened for ex-convict ex to go in once again. I'm starting my first session next month to walk. I'm taking one session. Now, they have a lot of them, so I don't have the chance to take. So, I, I only ask for once a month. That means I'm going back to prison to share with them. Someone shared with me 17 years ago. And 17 years later, I walk in not as a convict, but as a person sharing the good news. Okay, give me the last one. Oh, sorry, that's Okay, uh, okay, I forgot to put it in. Okay, back to my three point, a life crucified with Christ. Are we, today, as we celebrate this, are we going to crucify our old self in Christ? If today my old man is still alive, I wouldn't be where I am today. And every day I have to bury this old man. All of us have our past before we come to, come to a lot. Are we allowing them to control us again? And second, thing, second point, a life in which Christ lives in... Uh, Christ lives in... Uh, sorry, give me... Ah... A, a, a life in which Christ lives in me by keeping His commandment. If Christ lives in you, you're going to carry that commandment for the rest of your life. That commandment is not about coming to church on Sunday and then go back, I'm a Christian, I'm safe, and forever I'm safe, once safe, forever safe. No, keeping His command. If you love Him, I love my wife, I did everything to please her. Come on, we have someone to love. Definitely you won't be doing things that are against them. Are we hitting that track? And the third one, alive by faith in Christ. Are we trusting His Word? I trust His Word fully, 100%. If it's not by His Word, people uh, in the Bible, they say, eat His Word. Some of you are not here uh, last night. Do you, do, you, do you know Bible are high demand in prison? I smoke his words. You ask any prisoner, they'll tell you Bible quality of Bible paper so good. So he use it to smoke. I smoke the whole Bible. Before I accept Christ, I start smoking his words. Thank God, God didn't punish me for that. 
Do you trust God's word enough? As we celebrate the risen Lord, that our God is risen, are we are we being challenged again, once again, in this verse in Galatians two twenty? I have been crucified with Christ that I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It was written by none other than Paul. Why our God didn't choose his disciple to write most of the book? Why Paul? And bear in mind, if you go back to the Bible, Paul didn't sit in any of his teaching. He was there to persecute, to kill all his believers and followers. Am I right? Hello? Why not his disciple? Why use someone that have uh, not in the presence of, uh, of uh, his teaching to write? Why use someone there and not the disciple? That is show you and me the word of God is still effective even though 2,000 years ago we are not there. Amen? Who say, oh, when people question your faith, are you there to answer? Hey, you are there or not? How you know Christ is risen? Show them what Paul doing. Tell them the story of Paul. God can use a person like Paul to write half of the New Testament. Why not you and me? Who says so? We are not qualified. We are as qualified as what Paul is. When Paul wrote this, he knows what he's talking about. And in conclusion for our message today, may each and one of you be challenged that God wants you and me to stand up and do something. It start off from, we have to start off with Galatians 2.20. We have to start off with the root of everything. With a three point there, are we going to are we going to live a life crucified with Christ? A life in which Christ lives in us, we're going to demonstrate that. And a life living by faith in Christ. Despite things that are moving on, don't you see God's hand and favor is still upon our nation, Malaysia? Who say Malaysia have no hope? And often I hear people, Christ for Malaysia, Christ for Malaysia. When I go to the uh, street and talk to a youngster, I talk to them in Basa, yeah, their language. Most of the parents now don't want them to learn Basa. Hello, you are Christian, we are Christian, yet who say Basa belongs to them? Go back to the Tower of Babel. If today we are living in, uh, we, are, we, are, we are Chinese, yet we are living in. Uh, 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 Pakistan, are, we, are you telling me we are not going to learn their language? Eh? The language belongs to God. You want to, you want to uh, bring the, uh, you want to claim Malaysia for Jesus, but you want to claim that language for God. Most of us cannot even speak Basa. The next generation, sad to say, and they write off Basa. Well, win them, win their language. 
That's what I'm doing. Most of my cases, I re, I, I'm ministering to Tamil speaking. I strongly believe why God put me there for 10 years. It's, not, it's a crazy thing. After spending four years in prison, you want to stay in the rehab for another 10 years? That's what I'm doing. And if it's not God, I dare not boast. I'm a nomad. I never stay in a place for three or four months. I move about here and there to escape being uh, tracked down and so on. I keep a low profile back then. But for me to stay in a place for there for 10 years, oh, if it's not God. So I hope that each and one of you be challenged that if our Lord is risen again, you have to rise up from your comfort zone from where you are and start doing God want you, what God wants you to do. Amen.